Alrighty then, welcome to the podcast. This is actually going to be essentially a review with a couple of things I've been thinking about. And there is no perspective right now, I think, from a lot of people. And that was me for 30 years of problems. Okay, we think we have problems. We think we have the hardest problems. We think we have the most problems. We think no one else has problems and that everybody is perfect. And ironically enough is that is not the case. Okay, so I'm going to go over, I have some notes right here. I'm going to go over the reason we feel that we're the only ones that we have problems, the problem with problems, and what we think that we should not have any problems about. So the first one is, and this is a Tony Robbins quote, the biggest problem in this world is that we think we shouldn't have any problems. Okay, that is the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that we think we should not have any problems. Okay, that is number one. If you really want to dig into that, let that sink in for the longest time. The reason that we, th- we are unhappy is because our expectations of the present moment or the expectations of a goal or where we should be or what we're doing right now is not in alignment with what we want. The expectations and reality do not coincide. So we are unhappy. We call it a problem. We haven't met our goal, okay? Here's the idea is that if you're looking for something, focus on the activity. Focus not on the outcome, but what you're doing towards that. You can't expect a different result if you're doing the exact same thing. You can't expect to be making more money if you're not a different person. You can't expect to be in shape if you're doing the exact same thing as you've always been doing, okay? The think and then you grow rich. Okay, it's not think into rich. Okay, it's think and then you grow rich. So essentially, you start with the end in mind, you thank yourself for having that result, and then when that becomes your identity, you live into it. Okay, it's a two way street. And the thing is, for 31 years of my life, I thought that I am always going to be the way that I am. And then what I've noticed is that through time, through energy, through working on myself, through self-awareness, well, if I do this, then the result is not really what I want. If I drink at night, I will probably be hungover and then I don't make phone calls, sales calls. If I don't make sales calls, I'm not really, how can I expect more business? Where is that going to appear? You know, if I don't go to the gym, If I don't eat healthy, how do I expect to have more energy, to look healthier, to be more vibrant, to have more enthusiasm in the afternoon, to be at a level that you're able to do a full day, a complete day, as I call it. So I call it stacking complete days, stacking complete days. So you could have a complete one hour in the morning and then you just retire for the rest of the day, you go online, you go on YouTube, and you do absolutely nothing else, okay? As I was talking with Eric this morning is that we essentially have three areas within the day. The first one hour is calling for new business. The second one hour is following up on old business, people that haven't worked with us. And then we go and we service that business, but the most important thing is what you do from one to five. Because from one to five is where everyone else stops working, especially now in the holiday season, 
that's when everyone else stops working. And if you can compile, I say stack, you stack complete days, it's going to lead to something that in Think and Grow Rich, which I have right in front of me, an abundance of wealth that you are thinking, where the hell has this been for months, years? I've been doing the same thing. But you really haven't because you've been showing up, but you really haven't been working. Okay, so going back to that Tony Robbins quote is that we think the first problem is we think we shouldn't have any problems. Okay, what at what reality are you living in? What paradigm are you living in that you're not going to have any problems? You're going to have family problems. You're going to have market problems. You're going to have business problems. You're going to have health problems. You're going to be going out and then maybe stopping making calls. And then once you stop making calls, then business slows down. Business slows down. Now your overhead, which was the same the entire time, starts getting a little bit more cautious because I don't have as much business coming in. What time did, did problems become a problem? Problems, as Ray Dalio says, is the area of solution, okay? Or as Maximum Achievement, which I'm gonna be doing a book review on next week by Brian Tracy, he says it in, I'm literally right at the end of the book. 282, page 282, he talks about failure. And essentially, I've been fascinated, as he started with in the book, is that I've been fascinated with the people that give up. Because as you age, you see more and more people giving up. You see people giving up in the way that they approach their relationship. They could be in a relationship, and then they start giving up. They don't try as hard. They don't really continue dating the person, finding out more, growing as a, an individual and as a couple. Okay, If you're single, then you give up and you say, you know what? There's nobody out there for me, okay? Yeah, that's called giving up. That's called failure, okay? If you look at that you failed, not as a failure, if you failed, either it could be a problem or it says, okay, that's not the way that I'm going to approach dating. I'm not going to go online to approach dating. I'm not going to rely on social media for business, or passive ways of marketing for business. People see that and they say, I put this post out, I expect business. The other way to look at it is, well, I put this post out, so then the other people see it as a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem I need solved. I put out a post, I didn't get business. I didn't get the views or the likes or the comments that I wanted. That's a problem, okay? The first problem is, thinking you shouldn't have any problems, continuing none. What if your life was perfect, okay? Let's, let's, let's talk about that for a second, okay? We're thinking that life literally should be perfect, okay? What? That was me. I thought if I do something, if, if I read, if I get the pretty girl, if I get the, if I get the office with beautiful lights and I work with someone, if I start making calls, Everything's going to be perfect, okay? The thing is, once I start getting business, now I have to service that business. Once I get business, then I'm going to reinvest in my business. And then I'm going to bring someone else on. So that's three people, then four. Then I, do start, then I start doing public speaking. More problems. The plane is delayed. Not getting paid for it. Getting the expenses. Getting over the nervousness of talking to people. Ensuring my message gets out there. More problems. I get into a relationship. That's a problem because... 
she might want to do something different than I want to do. She wants to have kids or she wants to get married or she wants to move in together. Is that a problem? Solution? Okay. There is no perfect. Okay. 10 out of 10 does not exist. Not in a person, not in a situation. It's good for that moment. That's the best way to look at it. It's good for that moment. This is the best way to look at it is that most bodybuilders are short. And the reason being is they're, they're short is because they were picked on for their height. So they said, if I get really, really big, no one's going to pick on me. And that's what essentially happened. So they're, they're making up for an insecurity of when they were younger. It's people that were very poor. Okay. Why are most immigrants living better than Americans or many immigrants living better than Americans or at least happier than Americans? Because they know the other side. Poor people that are now wealthy know the other side. They know the problem of being poor. So they found a solution. Continuing on, blaming people for their bad, negative, or any circumstance that you're in, okay? So if you're blaming your parents and you say, I wish they raised me this way, okay? What if you grew up in a very wealthy family? The thing is, the reason that someone is wealthy is because they, they took the time to put so much value into the marketplace that they got paid for it. But the thing is, there's a consequence behind that. Less time with the family. I know a lot of my friends, their dad was very wealthy, was very wealthy. And now, not so much because they rested on their laurels. They got extremely wealthy in the 80s and the 90s. Second homes, beautiful houses and obviously the cars came and they were going to all the shows and they had all the tickets to all the sporting events and guess what what happened they rested on their laurels and now they're not as wealthy number one the second type of person is the one that did not rest on their laurels but they didn't raise their child to have the same discipline in the hard work that they have put into their business or their life or their work and that did not transfer over to the kid. I know a lot of friends that are like that. They are nowhere near as driven as their father because life was so easy. Their father's life was not easy or their mother's life was not that easy, but their son's life is easy because their father worked their ass off to provide everything that that kid wanted. So he had a soft childhood. So people say, I wanted a, a, a very nice childhood. If you had a really nice childhood, you don't have the drive. But say you had a really nice childhood. I'm sorry, if you had a really nice childhood, you don't have the drive. But what if you had a bad childhood? As I wrote down here, is that thank that circumstance for its effectiveness to fire you up. Thank the effectiveness of the school program that did not coddle me because I sucked at school. Because guess what? I did. And then I said, maybe it's not the school. Maybe it's not my parents. Maybe it's not my teachers. It's not my coaches. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. This whole, this whole 22, 23 years of my life, the same thing has been happening where I haven't been really successful. Maybe it's me. Thank them for the effectiveness of pointing out, hey, dude, it's you. Pearls. Do you happen to know how pearls become pearls? Pearls are actually an irritant to oysters. And over time, pearls develop because over time, it's an irritant to the oyster. So when you're looking at something, 
you could either have it as an irritant, this is annoying, or you could say, you know what, this is a great way to verbalize the effective communication. This neighbor of mine is a pain in the ass because he's smoking pot all the time and it's seeping into my room. Great, this is a great way to effectively communicate a way for him to stop, not get mad at me or retaliate. Guess what, that happened to me. And guess what, he stopped smoking. Your problem is a gift, okay? And the reason you see it as a problem is because you see other you see people doing something you want to do okay whether that is in a great relationship whether that's having what you want whatever the case is you're essentially seeing it as a problem because you don't have it okay ironically enough is that if you're thinking about it you do care you do care okay i don't think about horseback riding so i don't really care i don't really think about fashion at all I don't think about politics. I don't think about sports that much. I don't see it as a problem that my New York Jets suck or that my New York Islanders are doing amazing or that, you know, I've, I have the same suits for eight or nine years. Some people see it as a problem. Man, I got to update my suits. I got to update. I got to update. This relationship isn't as good. They see it as a problem. All right. And this is actually another Tony Robbins quote that really hit me hard. He said, Life is happening for us. If you, if you actually start understanding that life is happening for you and not to you, all of the pain and suffering disappears and that's game over. Game over. Life is happening for you and not to you. And when you understand that, all the pain and suffering disappears and that's the game. That's the game. I just bought a book. It's called Playing Playing the Game or The Game of Life or something like that. It was written in 1925 by this by this woman. And the reason I bring up her is because in 1925 for a woman author to be extremely popular as she was, that was a big deal. Okay? And especially in 1925, no one was really talking about yes, there's thinking grow rich and everything else, but people wanted to know the secret. They wanted to know the secret. The secret to life. The secret because at that time, people started getting wealthy. America started becoming wealthy. In 1925, you had the, the, raving, the, the roaring 20s, I should say. And at that time, people started saying, oh, this is actually a good place to live. You know, booze, everything. I think prohibition was already done. And if you think about it, when you read one of these books, listen to the language they use. They say in overabundance, culture. They, they mention all of these words that we're going through right now. A hundred years later, 100 years later, there's such an abundance of, they were calling it the, um, the overindulgence of sexual pleasure. 1925, overindulgence of sexual pleasure. And that was at a time when alcohol was very prevalent, you know, women's rights and things like that, all of these things just started coming into the realm of I have money, I have excess income, I get to spend it, all those things. Right now we have an overindulgence of stimulation, okay? I don't see it as a sexual, but I see it as a stimulation. I don't know where to put my attention. I put my attention in the wrong areas. One question that I've been actually saying over and over and over is because I am obsessed with the notion that I brought up before is to have a complete 
day. A complete day is from 8.30 to 5.30. That's a complete day. You eat before 8.30 breakfast. You eat dinner after 5.30. The only time you have is a half an hour, and you essentially schedule in the hardest thing you need to do is from 8.30 to 9.30. So for us, that's making cold calls. We take a little bit of a break. Haven't lately, actually. We've been just rolling into all the way to 10.30, and we've been making a lot of calls. And my obsession over a complete day is the difference between the top 10% and the bottom 90% is just that, is that they have the complete day. They don't say in the afternoon, I'm done. I'm exhausted. I need to take a rest. I deserve to go on Instagram. I deserve to go on Facebook. So this is the question I've been asking myself. What I am doing right now, is this the best use of my time? Is this the best use of my time? What am I doing? What what right now am I doing? Okay, so right now, I could be asking that right now. Charles, is this the best use of my time? It's a very fair question. Right now, is this the best use of my time? 50-50, no. 50-50, yes. The reason being is that there's two reasons. I've already explained why I'm doing YouTube videos. One is it's going to be my legacy. Number two is I have to build up the subscribers to essentially go public speaking. But it's also for me to internalize it. Okay. And it's also pretty selfish for me to just learn this and not do anything about it. Uh, all of these amazing things, you know, Brian Tracy, this, this is going to be a very good book review next week. Um, there's way too many pages. You can't really see it, but all there's probably 20 pages that are folded back with incredible ideas. And I ask that all the time. And if I'm on YouTube and I'm watching a stupid video or even a self-development video, it's like, nope, it's between 8.30 and 5.30. This is not the best use of my time. If I'm making sales calls, that is the best use of my time. Right now, I actually should be building out the task for when I have a marker report that I don't have to do that that I have a virtual assistant. I already have a very good virtual assistant. Okay, I finally found a new one. But the thing is, there's only about, I've I inundated that person and now I need someone to be able to do our marker report because it's a pain in the ass for me to be doing it. Um, so anyway, I know Thanksgiving is coming up and I know a lot of people are thinking about 2020, okay? This is the one thing that I highly recommend that you guys do. All right. So there's three questions that you ask yourself in an area that you really want to improve. You know, Eric, um, the guy that I make the calls with, there's a great book out there that he's recommended called The Psychology of Selling by Brian Tracy. Okay. There's, and in there, Brian Tracy is obsessed, just like Grant Cardone and Bob Proctor and, you know, a lot of the other personal development, Tony Robbins, with goals. Okay. And I thought about this. And I, th I feel there's two reasons that people don't have goals. I know Brian Tracy talks about it a little bit in Maximum Achievement, but I feel that, and Brian Tracy literally has a goal, uh, a book called Goals, exclamation point. So if you want to read about goals, it's a good way to start. Think and grow rich, got to have goals, a burning desire, think about it, affirmations, all those things. By the way, with my affirmations, this is what I'm doing now. Instead of saying, I am a millionaire or billionaire, whatever it is, I am an elite athlete, which is in one of mine. I say, thank you for being, thank you for being. So it's starting at the end. Whatever area you actually want to achieve anything in, 
there's three questions that I go over and it's it's something called a yearly it's 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 a document that I have on Google Docs and it's yearly doc. And on this yearly doc, I ask these three questions, which is in each area, okay, health, wealth, relationships, which is obviously for me, it's being in one. Do I really want to be in one? Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely dating a lot more, I could say, say that. But then my real focus is getting through 2020 with solid checklists and going to Salesforce, which is a different CRM, to go to 2021. And 2021 to the next recession, I need to build up, not need to, I'm going to build up the amount of wealth that I want to be able to take care of, not this one, but the following recession in 2029, 2030, whatever. That's long term, but that's my Hudson 2025 goal, Hudson Yards, which is a New York City 2025 goal, which is have a thriving business. And also it is my, at 40 years old, that's going to be a big year because there's expectations of having a great business, already public speaking, having a videographer, having the systems in place that I could just plug and play an agent and just having the checklist and all these things, all these systems, just, you know, just a really good, you know, Model T Ford factory line of just bringing in listings, meeting with new people, things like that. What do I need to, this is what I ask in every area of my life. What, I, what do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? And what do I need to continue doing? Okay, so this was in a very good book that Rockefeller actually was doing. So it's Ro the Rockefeller Habits 2.0, I think it was called. But essentially you take health. So health, what do I need to start doing? I need to start being more consistent about doing the actual workout that my coach plans for me. Sometimes I do, if I'm really tired, I do a run on Monday and then another run. So today I am doing a swim in the afternoon and I'm doing a bike today. I should have done the swim yesterday, okay? But if it, it's, it's in my calendar, I need to do it. So being consistent with the workout that's planned. So that's, what do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? Um... I don't really have a stop. I'm going to think about it. Continue is being in bed at an earlier time. So I need to start doing is being in bed. So stop is going to bed post 9 p.m. Because I need a lot of sleep. That's what I've noticed. Okay. So my biggest thing is business next year. Okay. I've noticed that, you know, if you want in your relationships a quality woman or man, whatever you're into. If you want that quality partner, that person wants someone that's quality too. So you can't expect anything without actually becoming something of value, of equal value. You can't, I'm not going to walk into an apartment and say, you're going to pay me a million dollars to sell this apartment. Great. This person also walked in and said they were going to add just as much value. Why are you better? This person also walked in. They're actually going to charge less than what you're charging. This person walked in. They actually have an international presence. This person walked in and they have a YouTube subscriber count of 450,000. Okay. I just talked about Ryan Serhant. I talked about a company like Sotheby's that's international. I talked about someone that's a discount broker. And I talked about someone that's 25 years in the business that I know. I went against all those people. So why am I going to be able to say, I didn't get that business? This is a problem. I didn't get that business. And this is, this, this is something I'm going to continuously run into. 
So when I left yesterday and the owner said, hey, listen, you know that guy from um, Million Dollar Listing? Yes, I've been on the show. Ryan, he just pitched. And then I said, okay, this guy's using a book to pitch. I need to think of a book. Okay, shows why I got into real estate, what am I gonna be doing about the company, about the marketing, about the sales, about the video, about all the numbers, and then put that into a book, make it a hardcover book. I send it out that day, I sign it, look forward to meeting you, and I messenger it to the, the apartment, to the owner before I actually meet him. Brilliant idea that someone else thought of, and I understand that if I do that, I'm maybe an inch above somebody else. So look at every problem as a solution. And then you ask your questions. What do I, what do I need to start doing? What do I need to, and by the way, this is writing it down. It's a pen and paper, writing it down. It's not, huh? It's writing it down because when you brain dump and you look at it, it's mentally, it feels better to get it out of your brain. Number one. And number two, you actually look at it and you say, okay, I can do that. I can, I can do that. I can, I can go to bed earlier. You know what? I can go to bed earlier, but with a goal, do you make it an outcome goal, which is money, or do you make it an activity goal, which is calls for money? That that's the big dilemma. You know, my affirmations are all about outcomes and some of them is about who I need to be. So that that's the dilemma that I'm going through. Um, you know, I have a thank you for having a resid or earning $50 million. That's my income goal. Uh, when is that going to happen? I have no idea. I have no idea. And it might be in 15 years. It might be at age 55, 60 years old. But I know the path, which is I have to make calls to then get business, to then save money, to then invest that money into real estate, which is multifamily homes, that will then produce income, you know, cash flow. And it's not really passive because if there's any issues, they're going to be calling me. So there's no real passive income. You have to actively be producing value. Then I take that and I reinvest in multifamily. Then I finance other projects. Then I ask other people that are wealthy to invest in this fund. And then that fund grabs other investment properties. And then over time, over the next 15, 20, 30, 40 years, you're going to be saying, oh, wow, where did all this money come from? I had no idea. Or Charles actually said, this is the goal that I want to have, earn $50 million. I want to be an elite athlete today. I was on one of the hardest rides I've ever had. It was just insane. And I broke through a barrier that I had, which was 425 watts, which I didn't even think I could hold. And I did that six times with rest in between. And when I saw it, I said, holy shit, 425 watts, I'm not going to be able to produce that. And sure enough, I did. So I produced at a higher level with not even knowing that I could do it. But now my threshold is going to potentially be 430 watts, 450 watts, okay? But during that time, I said, I'm an elite athlete. So I'm slowly, it's not like I say and then I become it, but I'm slowly saying, I'm an elite athlete. I'm an elite athlete. I'm an elite athlete. I'm an elite athlete. I earned $50 million. I earned $50 million. Thank you for earning $50 million. And then over time, that's essentially it. Can you talk about living? Uh, why living with the parents is so bad? Why don't you be coming along the way? Why not just enjoy who you're becoming along the way? Yeah, listen, the two things there, which is um, living with your parents, if you're a man over 25, um, I don't see that as 
masculine. That's the easiest way. I, I don't see it as masculine. Unless there's an issue, then you need to care, take care of your parents. Or unless there's an issue with you where they need to take care of you, you know, physically, whether that's handicapped, old age, you know, medical, something like that. You know, maybe financially, every once in a while, someone can move back in with their parents because, you know, something happened. But if you're a man, you need to put your boots on every single day, pull your pants up, button your shirt, and go to work and say, that's my number one thing. No girl's going to want to date you. Okay, number one. Number two is you are still on your parents' dole, which is essentially the government forcing you, not forcing you, but incentivizing you to be at home. There's no incentive to make more money because you're not actually paying rent. Even if you're paying rent, it's at a lower price. Okay. My incentive was, I don't, I, I don't want to be seen as the person that's living at home. Okay. Why is it bad? It's terrible. If you have the will and the ability to go out and live out on your own, every apartment that I got that was too expensive, I had to make that amount of money to make it work. If you're in a job that has a set salary, then you have to add more value or find another job that makes you move out on your own. Okay. Uh, why not just enjoy who you're becoming along the way? Listen, you know, that's, that's good. Um, I'm very long-term thinking there's two types. So long-term thinking, which is all right. That's very type A. And then you have uh, hedonist, which is right now, I don't care about the future, blah, blah, blah. My buddy is in that case. Most are not. He literally just parties hard and that's it. Doesn't care about the hangover. Doesn't care about what's happening to his liver, blah, blah, blah. He's partying hard. That's hedonism, sexual, drugs, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm not saying you are. But then you have the opposite extreme. It's somewhere in between. I'm more towards the long-term thinking. Okay. I am enjoying the process. I am enjoying my life. And actually more so than 99.9% .9 of the people because I understand I only get one life. I need to maximize my time. It is not consuming more social media. It is not consuming more YouTube. It is not answering the email immediately or answering that text message immediately. I'm not present when that happens. And I am being a... I'm... Uh, I'm not being proactive, I'm being reactive with my time. When I'm, when I'm doing something for someone else that I need not to be doing, I'm on someone else's time. I'm consuming someone else's, right now you're consuming my value, hopefully, okay? But you're also, this time can be spent somewhere else, you know? You're, th this time can be anywhere else spent, potentially way more productive than what you're doing right now, okay? and. That's the best question that I, I ask myself all the time that I said before, which is, what is the best use of my time right now? What is the best use of my time? If it's watching Charles live right now, it's good because we're going into the holidays. You need a goal. You need to understand that where you are is not a problem and that having problems is not bad. It's actually thinking that you should have no problems is the biggest problem. And then the third thing is essentially understanding that the future must have the trajectory. I'm sorry, you looking into the future, the trajectory must be going up. It's not a hockey stick. It's just gradual little steps. All right. So have an amazing day. If you guys have any questions, leave in the comments below. Um, happy Thanksgiving if you guys uh, celebrate that. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys next week.